0: Hello and thanks for coming to the We Work Weekends with Warren podcast. This is the podcast that normally talks with people who work on the weekends. Before I get to my guests, let me introduce myself. I am Warren with Balloon Fun. I am a full-time balloon twister living in Saskatoon. If you like this show, please share it with your friends and leave a comment. I am always looking for people who would like to be interviewed. Our guest has several areas of expertise. He runs his own digital marketing company. He talks about mental health and he loves video games. But today is all about video games. I am pleased to introduce Shay Rucker, all the way from Regina.
1: Hey, Warren. Thanks for having me on.
0: Coming. I am I'm very pleased that uh, we get to talk about video games. Video games was... Uh, a, A huge passion of mine when I was younger, and I'll admit I don't do much of it now, but I understand you do lots.
1: Well, not only am I a big fan of video games, like I've been a a fan for my whole life, and I I collect retro video games and new video games, and I'm immersed in the industry, but there is a whole new aspect of uh, the video game industry in terms of entertainment and monetization, and there was always that uh, parent or teacher who said, you can't make a living playing video games. Why are you playing so many video games? Well, you can now.
0: Well, yeah, you can. Uh, Didn't I hear that... There was a big competition recently and the winner, I can't remember where it was, but you know, the winner of that got as much money as the winner at Wimbledon.
1: Yeah, so uh, the the biggest uh, tournament that happened recently was uh, Fortnite and the winner of that was actually a 16 or 17 year old kid.
0: Wow. And, And are you a Fortnite fan? uh
1: no Fortnite's not really my expertise you know as much as i uh spend a lot of time with people who play a lot of online games uh, especially when i'm talking to streamers because that's where uh, a lot of the audience comes from Mm -hmm. i don't like playing a lot of multiplayer games myself i usually just like to veg out at the end of the day on my own just having my own little adventure right i play a game with my wife and that's about it
0: so which games do you like to play
1: uh really anything i have such a wide range of uh likes and uh not so many dislikes i i like to kind of spread my genre out um but whenever it comes to like a lot of new games there's experiences that i want to play there was a new resident evil game that was remade uh from one in the 90s and they actually just remade another one from the 90s the new final fantasy 7 remake
0: wow uh you know i have heard of those but i have definitely never played so when when you're playing a game do you prefer uh, a phone or your computer or uh, a tv
1: uh well definitely not phones uh there's not really a lot that i play on my phone that's pretty much for work and calls and usually throw away at the end of the day Mm -hmm. um i I have a, a pc that i built for uh gaming uh as well but usually it's uh mostly playing with my handhelds or uh playstation 4 i've been
0: playing a lot with and and because I'm I'm not totally aware of all of this, but so that broadcasts onto your TV.
1: Uh, yeah, the PlayStation Four is hooked up directly to the TV.
0: Okay, yeah, because my kids yeah. had me load something. Uh, it was a whatever the new game is, and and it's a first shooter, and you run around and you shoot people. Um, Anyway, they had me put it on my phone and there just didn't seem enough space for my fingers on the controllers and to shoot things. I well, just...
1: there's, a, there's, a, there's a couple of ways like uh, the, the, um, Google just released their Stadia system, which is an uh, entirely streaming platform where you don't even need to buy a game or a console or anything. It just streams to whatever you have your device hooked up to. And one of those things you could do is hook your phone up and then just set a controller up to your phone and play it directly from there.
0: So I'd use a traditional or old style controller and the game would be on my phone.
1: Any kind of Bluetooth controller. And then the phone would be your TV and it could be a, a TV monitor, anything that you can hook it up to the Stadia system with.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. A million years ago, I loved, I graduated high school in 1982 and I remember in 1979 or 1980, I told my parents, after I graduate high school, I'm going to open a video arcade. And they thought, what a moron. But then, you know, by the time I graduated high school, the, the, the phase was over. There was just too many people doing it. And so many of them were not doing it very well that the, the business basically closed, you know, within about uh, probably five years after I graduated high school.
1: Well, are you aware of the uh, video game crash of 1983?
0: Not really.
1: No, so, so there was a large uh, recession just for the video game industry because of oversaturation that was happening uh, with video games primarily around the Atari system. Okay. And uh, people can really pinpoint it to uh, whether or not you, you subscribe to this, but the ET video game that was released for the Atari 2600. And the game was so abysmal and they printed so many copies that the manufacturing cost and the lack of profit on that caused uh, just a, a lack of interest in video games.
0: Really? Okay. So now you're you're stimulating my memory. Is that a <laughs> game that some people went looking through a garbage dump to try to find?
1: So there is an urban legend that they took all of the unsold copies of the game and they buried them out into the California desert. Yeah. Uh, close to where they manufactured them.
0: So that's just, a, I mean, is there any... Has anyone found them? Is this just a myth?
1: That's actually a valid uh, thing. People did find copies uh, in in like a small scale. They found uh, some shipping containers, uh, but I don't necessarily know if they found it buried out in the desert, but there are definitely a lot of copies that were uh, abandoned.
0: Interesting. You know, when I think about the uh, very original video games from nineteen. Eighty and then and even into mid 1980s they were they weren't very good there was no storyline to them and 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 nowadays there's you know the the storylines are exceptional if you go into those kind of games and the you know the the everything that they do the the uh, i guess you'd say the the artwork is is so much better now
1: well it's not necessarily just the artwork it's um it's a myriad of uh skill sets and people who are working on these games that uh lend themselves well to putting it all together you know you have these uh people making wonderful music uh even the people doing the the sound effects and uh the voice acting and the people who are directing those people, as well as even just how the game feels, all of that can put everything together into a wonderful experience that will evoke all of those emotions that you really didn't get with uh, one button and one joystick.
0: Mm-hmm. There was actually an uh, interesting uh, thing on the news. I I think it was this morning or maybe it was yesterday and they were talking about how people are using video games Uh, as a coping mechanism for social isolating as we are currently in the COVID-19. I don't know, do you you believe any of that, that people are kind of... Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah. Um, Like video games have become so so much of a community now, especially since everything is online-based, that there are people who are um, establishing their entire friend group or even support group of people who are online. They're no longer your online buddies, they're just your buddies, they're your friends. Uh, anyone that could be there to chat with and they hang out with them every night because they all log into the same game or the same voice chats and uh, really lend a, lend a big support that a lot of people need right now especially.
0: Yeah um, when I, I do play some online games but I play online chess and and myself I do prefer to play people who want to get to know me and I want to get to know them so, so they do it is interesting how even that becomes your uh, a support mechanism too
1: well it's interesting that you uh, you have those experiences with uh, communicating in chess because usually i just get sworn at in russia
0: <laughs> uh, you know it is i i have yet to play a russian player um i like to play canadians because we tend to be on the same time zone i'm current okay. i'm currently playing a guy from india and uh his very first question, very first, and I didn't know anything. He says, how is COVID-19 in Canada? Uh, man, this guy, you know, like right away, he gets into a conversation. And so, yeah, you meet all kinds of people on video games. That's for sure. Yeah. So-
1: yeah. Well, and uh, when we talk about like the Twitch streaming uh, okay. and, and Twitch team, uh, when I speak to a lot of uh, Twitch streamers, uh, I often speak about their anxieties and, and things that they're looking for assistance with, whether it's uh, understanding the financials or understanding how to deal with sponsorships or yeah. promoting specific games. And one thing that I notice is that they aren't as affected as uh, the rest of the world is because their industry is entirely from their bedroom or from their living room. Uh, so they're not affected as much as other people are. Mm. And it's uh, it's a topic that they all talk about and bring up and they're happy to offer some kind of engagement and uh, social interaction with anyone watching them.
0: So you're saying that the, the the people making a fair bit of money off of Twitch currently are still doing financially well
1: uh, yeah, as well as uh, they can be. Obviously, uh, people have less money to send in donations or subscribe, uh, so they have uh, more than likely taken a dip there. But they don't have the overhead of an office that they have to close down or uh, anything that would hinder their uh, entertainment value or services because everything is closed down.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. I I don't know if I've ever done anything on twitch i don't i think i loaded it on my phone but i didn't know what to do with it after that (laughs) so do you uh, do do gaming on twitch yourself
1: i don't do gaming on twitch i'm not uh, so much of an entertainer anymore i uh, i did have a youtube channel uh back in the early days of youtube uh just to play around with things a little bits and thinking oh yeah i could probably do some gameplay footage and i had uh, a video that uh got uh close to a million views which was quite a lot yeah uh, back in the, there were there were very few videos with a million views um and then uh, my my uh hardware shut down so i couldn't uh, make any more videos anymore and that just kind of went to the wayside of other things i was working on
0: a million views that is insane
1: yeah, it wasn't uh, even the best quality video too. It was just filmed on a uh, 480 capture card that I had. And it was uh, talking about the new Street Fighter game and how to unlock uh, all of the secret characters. And uh, that that was one of the first things that gave me uh, good insight into uh, analyzing data trends and uh, search engine optimization, um, and digital marketing as a whole that, you know, I, I put the right keywords in. I, I put it on at the right time and that's what contributed to uh, the success of that video and my channel.
0: Yeah I do remember Street Fighter as well as a video game. I, it wasn't my favorite but uh, yeah I, I remember that game and, and so that came out on a, on a PC or, or console?
1: Yeah uh- so there was Street Fighter 3 which is for the PlayStation 3. It really w- wasn't well received and uh the franchise kind of stagnated for a little bit until they reintroduced uh, the franchise as Street Fighter 4, overhauled the graphics, overhauled how the gameplay works and everything and it kind of uh really invigorated the franchise and that was in I believe 2007.
0: Okay. And
1: but the and, one you might be thinking Street Fighter 2 was huge in the nineties, and that was like the game in the arcades that you would play and line your quarters up on the top.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like I it wasn't my I played it a couple of times, but it was just I just didn't understand it, so I didn't play. Yeah. So so how many gaming systems do you have?
1: Oh man, you put me on the spot. I think Okay. How many uh do you
0: in use? <laughs> how many, sorry? How many do you use?
1: I actually use uh, pretty much all of them. I rotate through and uh, play a lot of old stuff and new stuff. Um, I have a system kind of set up with uh, all my entertainment areas uh, to be able to swap things easily in and out. Uh, But mostly I'm playing a lot of uh, PlayStation 4 right now, although I have been going back to the old uh, Nintendo Entertainment system, the one from the 80s, Mm -hmm. and uh, playing a couple games on there.
0: Well, well, um, so I like letting you and and the rest of the world know my wife and I we have four kids and and six weeks ago uh, everybody moved back into the house due to uh, school being closed and uh, people being uh, laid off work and uh, anyway the the kids uh, set up our old we system that we have and they you know, it's uh, the I think our the newest game they have on there is from 2012, but they're definitely still enjoying playing occasionally or almost every day, I guess. That's the only oh,
1: that's that's awesome. No, that's great to hear. A lot of people will um gravitate towards games they played as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, and that even comes into trends of what's uh valuable in terms of the retro game market. So anything that's roughly about uh. 15 to 20 years old that's the stuff that people really want to buy and it'll inflate the price because people just want to play it they want to go back to where their childhood is
0: interesting so the one thing that i've often wondered about with the um, older games is is are they uh do they play as cleanly or is, is there possible problems with the disc itself
1: uh, there are a lot of factors that would uh, make things not play as well. So for the Nintendo Entertainment System, uh, for instance, the pin connector, so what actually read the cartridge and put it onto the NES and the screen itself, uh, they would get loose over time, so they wouldn't hug onto the contacts as easy. But there are a lot of companies that are making these easily replaceable parts that you can just swap in and out and basically make your systems like good as new.
0: Was that the system that you were supposed to blow into when it uh, when it wouldn't work?
1: You know, you weren't supposed to blow into it. That was something they oh, cautioned against. Oh, yeah, you yeah, That's the one you think. No, because uh, your saliva would get onto the contacts and corrode the copper.
0: Oh. Okay, I never had one, but I saw a lot of people blowing into. Oh.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah any Anytime there's a cartridge, you know, it's the Super Nintendo, Sega, all that stuff, they would just blow in the cartridge. It's a uh, rite of passage almost.
0: Interesting. Well, with our current COVID-19 and <clears throat> nobody playing any real sports in, in the world, I guess you can watch uh, Korean uh, baseball right now. Is, has there been any any big uh, video game tournaments? Uh,
1: not necessarily any tournaments within the video game space itself. Although one thing that is extremely interesting is the F1 Uh, community including all of the drivers the managers the companies uh, they've been organizing online races with all of their uh, drivers so there are these high-class millionaire uh, professional f1 drivers that are getting together and playing video games against each other and streaming for thousands and thousands of fans who won't get to watch f1 either way
0: so what system are they using
1: uh they're using uh pc setups so they get pretty beefy pcs that make the uh the game look really good and they'll uh, set it up with a uh i wish i knew more about exactly what goes into it but uh, an actual um pedal and uh, steering wheel combination
0: really interesting so yeah. yeah but i mean but they're still just playing a video game right
1: They are playing a video game, but uh, with the technology that goes into a lot of the sports games that are out, uh, it's so much more of a simulation than just a video game. Uh, So these drivers are using real-world skill sets that they would use. Obviously, they don't have the same feedback and the feel of the tires against the pavement, uh, but a lot of the principles are still there.
0: Interesting, interesting. Where do you think video games will be in the next 10 or 15 years? In in relation, do you think they'll be a real uh professional league or bigger uh, more well there professional f- uh
1: it is getting better and better as it goes along and uh i don't know if it's necessarily because uh the people who understand it a little more are uh growing up and have a little bit more say in what entertainment value goes on there or traditional entertainment is uh less appealing to more people uh as time goes on but um year over year the in- industry for video games is uh Growing at an exponential rate and surpassing uh, the film industry and television industry in so many
0: aspects of it. Yes, I I can't. remember. When did it pass uh, movies uh, for for revenue?
1: <laughs> oh, that would uh, within the last five years, but I don't know the exact uh, year. But um, there's been a lot of uh, ways that video games can stretch their monetary value, and a lot of big blockbuster games that are the must own uh, that have really just broke records.
0: Hmm. I was watching a show and I think it was on YouTube a long time like well, I'll say a year ago and they this this I think it was a video game company had developed or was developing a treadmill that you could actually go run forward or you could run sideways on with the idea being pinning a athlete into the middle of this and then having them go out on the 50-yard dash or go to play, you know, uh, football, uh, total, you know, you could do anything on this. Have, have you heard anything about that?
1: Yeah, there are VR systems that have a sort of a treadmill type thing where it has a, a very, uh, frictionless, uh, base where you run on. Um, and then that ties into, uh, the VR system itself. Um, Although there are a lot of fitness things that uh, are a little more uh, easily attainable uh, normally. Like you, you remember We Fit for when uh, oh, yes. it came around the Wii on the balance board. So that thing was fairly popular. And they just released one last year called uh, Ring Fit, which is for the Nintendo Switch. Um, that thing retailed for about ninety dollars Canadian, and it—you uh, just attached both remotes or remotes for the Switch, and uh, you would do a lot of cardio, and it was apparently a really good workout. Uh, but that thing is so insanely tough to get a hold of now because of COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, people want any way to like work out or do that thing, so there was a massive shortage of that before it hit North America, the, the whole COVID thing, and uh, it's even harder to get a hold of now
0: interesting you're talking about the the Wii fit board we actually have one in our living room at this moment and it's at even... does it
1: still get use
0: yeah yeah well it, um awesome. yeah well they used it a couple of weeks ago we were trying to ski jump and uh we even have the uh the the platform so you can put it up higher it's about four or five inches off the ground so you can do mm. step aerobics with it I didn't, but you could.
1: Well, it's it's nutty how many of those I see still around. You don't really hear about a lot of uh, broken Wii Fit boards, which is really cool and kind of speaks to the quality of uh, the product. That was that was neat to see.
0: Yeah, and I remember when the when we bought it, the We like the. I think I got up at like six thirty in the morning to stand in line at a. Uh, the grocery store that was selling them on Saturday at, you know, open up at seven and the first 20 people get a wee fit if they're on time. That's
1: And you got one because you were on time.
0: I did. Yes, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> so, so you say you play video games every day?
1: Uh, yeah. Every day. It's our primary form in my household of uh, entertainment. Like we don't have uh, cable. Uh, we don't watch a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. uh usually just music and video games
0: interesting, and does your wife enjoy the same types of games that you do?
1: uh not necessarily the same type uh there's some overlaps, but uh she she does enjoy her own uh set of games and I enjoy mine and uh there's a lot that we can play together, which is nice
0: yeah for sure it is yeah, yeah boy well this has been uh this has been lots of fun here. I definitely enjoyed our our conversation. That was fabulous. So anyway, I would like to thank Shay for being a great guest today. I have definitely learned something uh, about video games, and I sure hope the listeners have. As I said, all the contact information for my guest and this podcast will be in the show notes. As always, if you've enjoyed the show, please share it and leave a comment. Do not uh, – please let your friends know, and um, have a safe week, everybody.